Captain Culture Club Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the show, Ruben. Awesome Culture Club Podcast here. Just letting everybody know the rundown. Joey's back from his two-week hot hiatus. Mary's back from his... He was too hot. Mary was on her own hiatus. I mean, you got a you got a nice tan. Your tan looks good. Your nails look good. I mean, he just scratched Producer later. Producer Julian holding it down on the ones and twos. He looks like he just came from the beach as well. He has a glow. This is like this is like my uh, my beach cowboy shirt. Nice. Season is two, Miami Vice. What, what, what summer is this? Now? Is this yeah. Tech Bro summer? On, no, this yeah, is like true. this is like early two thousands okay. Levi summer. All right, Levi summer. This is Do you wear flip flops? Sometimes I used to wear them all the time when I grew up on Surfside and stuff. Okay, I wear them off and on. So. I'm like part of that whole weird generation that doesn't like people to see their toes. So I'm always gonna, I'm always, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking you about? Have yeah, gross toes. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You gotta. I will be honest. I do. So we always have to have. You know, you can't flip-flop sandal it sometimes because when people be like, dang, fool, you're a little too fresh. Do you know when I was recording Throw Rag, right? Do you know who Throw Rag is? (laughs) Yeah, a really freaking great band. I think they're actually coming down here to play with Super Suckers or something. Yeah, I saw them on the – yeah, they're playing Come and Take It Live, right? But anyway, really, really great band. And and Eric is a really amazing tattooer that was on that TV show where uh, the cat van – Oh, Craig. I keep saying Eric for some reason, but Craig – and uh, he was the he was the shop that if they didn't like Kat Von Du or they were leaving her, they went to his shop. He's the British guy that was, but he plays and it wasn't was a, playing throw rag. Electric, okay. what was it like the the shop called? I, I can't remember, yeah. but but it, they the whole week I was there, they were trying and trying and trying to get me to get a tattoo, and I was just like, you know, because I'm I, when I get them, it's kind of a real personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't just like get them and stuff. But by the end of the week, I decided, okay, you know, I don't really want to get it on my hands. I don't really want it up my neck. I'll get it on my feet, because that's kind of going a little bit past the, you know, you're jumping the, you're jumping the track there, yeah. kind of type thing. So, I got Safe Journey, and I got British uh, birds on them because Craig was, you know, from Britain, and so I yeah. got him to do those kind of birds. But after I got them, they were all teasing me because they were saying if I lose. <laughs> If I lose my right foot, I'm gonna have a journey tattoo. That's even. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's a good friend. That's a good friend tattoo artist. I don't think my friend tattoo artist would be like, uh, "Let's do it on your arm, man." Let's let's do. How about your head? Yeah, I don't know about that foot. Let's put that foot away. You know, to be like. Well, I mean, you got the like, you got a smelly foot thing. Well, so I do. It's like oh, I have a lot, a lot of issues. I'm from the old country, you know. We have old smells, and that's all I want to say about that. You um, in the back country. <laughs> all right, yeah. so we talk about a few things that are Austin. You obviously are old Austin. You've been here. You've seen it all. Um, the mayor came out and. Well, Let's let's yeah, let's I'm say no right no I'm no tell no let me finish it let me finish what I'm tell, fucking doing tell the people who we have on I'm talking we, first okay no, right, fuck this sorry. you tell the people we have on no I'm tell them tell them tell them well even if you tell them what does it matter there's gonna be a bunch of people that are going who what no that's not the case before we get into topics we'll introduce the guests we got an old Austin guest on um artist musician. Renaissance man? <laughs> Renaissance man? Renaissance man? Renaissance man? Legend? Legend? Well, you know, one of the few people that I know from Lake Jackson? 
Are you from Lake Jackson? Oh, no, 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 sir. <laughs> but I know some people from Lake Jackson. I was going to go, oh, my God. You know, like, this is <laughs> they're good country people out there yeah. in the old yeah. country oh, over yeah. there, Lake Jackson. Speaking of smells. Do you know when, do you know when, uh, okay, when Poison 13 played at, at uh, Continental Club? And uh, this is back now, like we were talking about earlier, where now clubs were asking these bands back because they saw all these kids coming to the shows and stuff. So uh, we finished playing. This kid walks up to me, he, and I was pretty drunk at the time and again pretty <laughs> smart ass with him and stuff and the kid walks up and he's going are you from lake jackson and i went yeah are you from lake jackson he goes yeah you like you'd have to be from there to know <laughs> how this yeah. is like the look and so then i like looked at him and i said well what elementary school did you go to and he goes orn and roberts i said well then you know my mom and he looks and he goes your mom was a librarian? I was like, yep, like that. And he was uh, like mind blown. <laughs> Small town Texas, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from uh, Beeville, Texas. Yeah, this is I know where that is. Yep. Small little world. But, yeah. But, um, yes, Tim Kerr, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I guess we're going to say thank you a few times before we do anything thank else. You. Yeah. But I, before I was rudely interrupted by my friend slash enemy, yeah. um, the mayor is finally saying that he's he doesn't like the new Zucker plan. Oh, he's really? against Good. the underground garages. He's against adding construction to the area. Good. Um, I'm not 100% sure if he can stop this train of money, but he's right now saying that he's against it and he's like wants to slow down the process of this whole you know Zucker. They could definitely slow it down. You know? Zucker is one of the biggest like metropolitan parks in a major city. I feel like in in like the bigger cities in the yeah, country. Yeah, but the money guys are trying to rush this through because but, once they can break ground, you know, it's over. Then, you know? But I feel like Austin's Austin's pretty hard fast on like conserving the parks. Yeah, you know? and that's the biggest part. They're, like what, of all the parks that they're not gonna let construction on, like they wouldn't they'd stop construction. on zilker like they feel like they're gonna they're not like unlike the project connect plan that they just like force through yeah, also yeah, that that's i think something that the mayor and like people in the shout city out can't, dirty martins uh, yeah it makes really sense for the integrity that. of the city to keep the parks like, yeah you know. well, well you oh, hope integrity you hope well, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the crown it's, it's like the crown like uh i guess example park like yeah. of all yeah. of all like metropolitan parks, it's like that's it's our, our central jewel. park. You know? It's our central park. Yeah. Basically. Well, plus so. if you start digging, you're gonna affect all the water yeah. and all. Yeah, that you gotta yeah. save the salamanders. The salamanders. There's a lot going <laughs> but on. But I feel that. like they could yeah. they could run shuttles to like parking garages elsewhere if that's, that's what they're too. concerned about. That's but they true. could also they just have... move the thing out to something else. You know where it actually there's. Well, they're talking about they're talking about the Dillo. They they the parking and Zilker. They recently were supposed to cut it off, and they extended it. it was like right there on Mopac. Yeah. That underground parking there is supposed to like start construction. Uh, see, I would support so underground parking under that that bridge, the Mopac mm. bridge, yeah. like further that's up. That's far away. That's a little we're further away. We're on the other away. side of Mopac. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, I think those those lots are kind of just the hobo side anyway. So like, oh. I think they could stand to be developed. Into but don't you think the park lot. makes a lot of money with all like, like your blues in the green and ACL uh, and like all well, that's like, why they want to do so. this whole money monetization is because they're going to build permanent stages and have places where they oh, can, like the yeah, moody amphitheater kind but, of thing. Yeah. They yeah. want to like, like, like have like permanent stages and places where they can, sell stuff you know what i mean it's all about but uh, it's like, like this is what this is really about but if they're gonna do it for acl 
then they you think that they would do it for another big music festival for like Coachella like that's in the desert they could definitely permanently install all of Coachella and have it just sit there all year until like you know it comes around every year but they're not going to do it well they have like four or five festivals at Coachella though yeah but they still don't have like permanent they got that country one they they still have people go out they They still still go and build out yeah they still have people go out to the desert and build it out so that's what I'm saying it's like build anywhere around there just because like I'm saying the watershed and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's like your kind of effect. Yeah. It's yeah. like too many there's too many hoops and hurdles for them to jump over in order to like green light construction. It's just I don't know. they almost yeah. push it through real quick there for a second. Be, I'm still yeah. not believing that they're, they're, they're I don't trust them whenever in Austin. Yeah, I don't trust yeah. it either. Yeah. I still think that it's, <laughs> they're gonna uh, do it. Yeah. Well, I mean I don't know why they're gonna it, do it, but they're sad, but I mean it's just I like, still, I mean, money's why they're doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let yeah. that slide. Yeah. It's certainly not Austin music. That's not why they're doing Cause it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's hardly any well, Austin bands. They, they did, they thing, did so. do that, like, permanent install 3D sh- auditorium thing at uh, Auditorium Shores. So, like, you know, it's not like uh, – that would be another – Auditorium Shores Butler Park would be a better place for them to do a permanent install stage. You know, that would be, a, like, a different park that they could do something like that. They they already they already fucked it up. But that's the, uh, not what they're doing. Well, no, they, I mean, it's just <laughs> stage, it's just yeah. stages of development. They already went into that park and closed it for like three years to do the kids park. So who's to say that they want to do it to the other side um, yeah. from Bowers I mean, Butler Park? They might do it to Auditorium. They're already Shorts. redoing the stupid convention center, and that's yeah, gonna be shut well, down for like five years. And but then, that that's that's also I feel like. I mean, like we talked about it before, where that's just like a overall problem with these conventions that are just too big coming into town and trying to take over like a build. They're trying to use one building, but there's not one building in Austin that like can fit those conventions. So they end up taking up like four hotels. So they're like, redo the convention center so that we don't have to take up four hotels plus the convention center. But they'll always take over the hotels. That's part of the whole. Did you bullshit. hear about the convention coming this weekend? No, what's happening this The weekend? Little People Association. What? There's going to be 3,000 <laughs> little people like, like, running the streets of Austin. But like, where, where, are, they con- where are they conglomerating? I don't, <laughs> like, where, I don't, okay. I don't know. I was like, where is, are they at the Palmer Event Center? Or something? When is that one? Are happen? they putting them at? Happened this weekend. Huh? Who's this weekend? Yeah. Really? I wonder yeah. if they pick like a venue that like is grand, but like... In, in a small scale. Well, it's like it's something has, it has to be accessible. Little Caesars. You know? you know, no, not Chuck Little Caesars. No, I'm, I'm talking like maybe like... Showbiz pieces? Maybe like 800 here? Congress where it's yeah. like, that's like a nice venue, but it's not too big, but for little people it would be pretty big. <laughs> There's Whoa. A lot of people. I feel like if it's the capacity is like eight hundred, then you can fit like about sixteen hundred. They still are the same width. I didn't think about it. What's that? What's I don't like the math. This whole. I mean, you can lower the ceiling. That's what you want to do. Show people got. I watched no a video uh, that was like going viral Show recently about got. the Matthew McConaughey movie where he like he's like tiptoe. Oh, oh yeah, tiptoe, tiptoe. Did you, do you you haven't heard of that movie? Have That's you like heard about this movie? Matthew McConaughey it, dates like a girl the 90s. and they have a kid. And then the la- then the girl finds out that Matthew McConaughey's entire family is the little people. people. Oh, I saw so this. And Gary Oldman is like the little guy. 
but he's like, like walking not politically correct like this time. Yeah, I'm like know? Gary Oldman, you know, one of the greatest actors of all time, plays a little, little person. person in it, and they're just and like, Peter, so Peter, like Peter Dinklage the whole time, like a dwarf, like Tim Conway, you know. And it's like you're watching it, going, "This is not real," but then it's real, and then I start crying, but then it's also kind of funny. Yeah, there's like a line where they're like, I think it's Kate McKinnon is the girl in the movie. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. She goes like, she goes like. To Matthew McConaughey's character, she's like, I didn't know your whole family was midgets. And they're like, and Matthew McConaughey <gasps> oh. was like, They're not midgets, Carol. They're dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, Show right on, clip. right on. Yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. go, let's, let's, let's go oh on God. to the next topic. All right. <laughs> That's yeah, funny, we're, we're treading we're, on we wanna, some shallow waters here. Uh, <laughs> so they found another body in the lake. Oh, doom, doom. Don't tell um, It's another man. They haven't released any information. They say that they, they don't think any foul play. They're Obviously, this to... is the fifth body in 2023 found in the lake. It's a little bit higher up. It's not all near the rainy east side area. It was it's... like by, uh, it was further down to Chavez. Yeah. So, Tim, but... we have our theories. Oh. We think we have the murderer. Austin. We don't think we have the murderer. We think in our we midst. have. We're like in that, in so. There's midst. a lot of like people ending up in Town Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no, so no, no. we have our theory. The Lady Bird Lake Killer. And yeah, so now another person ended For up. For longer in the name, lake. I don't know. So we're we're back on the case. Well, yeah, it's like, of the course, case. they're going to come out and be like, yeah, it's no connection. It's like, it's just a random. Body. But they haven't said the like, name or have any information. So I'm kind of like, I really can't speak on it until I get a little bit more. I can do some digging, well, but did, right now, really, so far, did they release it, the names of the other guys? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, 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 some of them, right? Well, not their families all. do, or uh, not, the police, though. They built well, the yeah, fence. See, that's the they thing. They built the fence. Like, you know, the families. Did you not build the fence? I didn't build the fence. <laughs> they built the fence for people not for to the, fall in. Oh the yeah, lake. the little people fence. No, <laughs> no. That was. Sorry. It's a bigger. It's a big fence. I mean, it's easy to jump. I thought you said literally it's no, like it's no. like knee height. <laughs> so I don't know if this is related to the serial killer, but why not? She knows that uh, I always wondered why, like, Lady Bird, like, she absolutely did not want that to be called that. And so it just seems the most disrespectful thing to me at all, that if you really respected this woman and she passed and you named it something she absolutely oh, wow. did not want you yeah. to name it, that's kind of... I did not that, know that. So yeah. Town Lake, this is, I, we've been here a long time. Yeah. Nobody drowned in that thing for years. And now all of a sudden that all these drug people are drowning in it. I don't believe it. It's like every month there's somebody they find in the lake. I know plenty yeah, of yeah, Austin yeah. drunks and no one ever goes swimming by but themselves. I watched a video they recently. They get lured in the water by something. I'll I, watched, I watched a video recently about, oh. about Texas population boom and the Texas Triangle recently. And like just in Austin, I think based on how many people have moved here with, I think in the last two years it was like, like 800 to 1.5 million or something within two years. So like that's like I feel like a substantial amount of people coming in to add to the population that aren't from here that there's like like we've talked about before the the like nobody swims town lake. No, no, it's it's just there is an air they do get of on those boards, it's an though. air there's exactly if they're there's, not drowning the air of like unknowing I, yeah like, i mean this, if you look people at like that there's a million paddle boarders out there none of them are drowning in town lake and well, they're you drunk know. you don't know do not pretend like they're not drinking out there but the thing is like they got like a boat out there I'm that sends that gives them whiskey you don't you, that, there's not <laughs> like when somebody that? drowns in town lake like you you can drown like maybe in the evening middle of the day and 
then your body might not be found till like later in the night in the next morning so like they do like little raves on town lake on the weekends oh yeah they have a dj set and they, no they and that little barge when that, it comes out of like zilker that's yeah, what yeah. they and say and it's like it's like waist they just deep, say that they, like, nobody's drowning you like little like DJ part. What? Have you gone to this? He knows the DJ. Yeah, I know the DJ. Yeah. I've been known to spend a couple DJ right Lady J. Yeah. Is Lady yeah. J. <laughs> yeah, but the. If, <laughs> All right. DJ Lady Bird on the right. <laughs> Next the topic. Road. Next topic. So recently, this weekend, there's an incident on uh, 6th Street where a guy got assaulted by like, a couple of cops. I guess he was drunk and intoxicated. We're not talking about this. We're bringing it up. We're not going to talk about this. Friend of the pod. But um, so oh, yeah. so this guy yeah, 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 so yeah. this guy was on six. He was drunk. These uh these horse cops came up, and they like tackled him, put him on the ground. And this girl got upset. And after he got arrested, she sat in the horse poop, and started putting it all over her body. Yeah, like smearing, smearing it all it over herself as a protest, saying that like people are shit. Yeah, and the like cops. I don't think you're pro to say that people are shit. And so now she's well, becoming like, the like police real viral. She's been on like 101X and all these worldwide, like, world star, world star, like all these things. <laughs> so I just thought we should bring it up. I think you know? I think that is definitely topic worthy. They, people people call her poop girl <laughs> because cause it's like yeah, you see a lot of stuff on Sixth Street. I maybe I wouldn't go as a far lot of to shit. say I, you see a lot of shit on Sixth Street. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far to say that that's never happened on Sixth Street, but it's got to be like once. I don't Say too years. much, but you know, I used to host the open mic stop, at Electric Church. Stop, I've, and I've seen, stop. I've seen don't her. Don't she's a, she's no. come and do open mics. I would see her do a set. Yeah, same girl. And she's a little eccentric, you know. A but, little. Uh, <laughs> a little. We're not but, here uh, to judge her character. We're here to judge her actions. I'm well, just well, saying. I don't think I'm we're just, here to judge. I'm, just saying, I'm not even judging. I was just like bringing it to light. Because it's, 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 it was a topic that happened this it's, It but was you know, newsworthy this, this, this week. Uh, not knowing anything about this, because I don't pay that much attention. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you don't want to pay attention yeah. to this but rolling well, around in horse. I'm one thing. Like, what, whatever it was that she was protesting, obviously none of you guys were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's yeah. all talking about her. Shit, yeah. well, okay. So it I obviously like, didn't work. I, mean, yeah. I feel it's like, like in she, that situation, what, what she was protesting was more personal than anything, because it was like, it was per, the act was personal to her like she felt like motivated to do like that threat, act and yeah. like because she was she she felt like personally like there you involved. have any topics well, she felt that <laughs> it was an unjust yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, but that's what know. i'm saying nobody's talking about that. nobody so. cares about that <laughs> because there's, there's, crazy, there's so the many different kind like i remember like a couple months back i was just waltzing down sixth street at the end of the night you're and, like, waltzing i mean it was like you know skipping <laughs> wow i saw, I saw skip? like at least two like different groups of people that were like watching police officers like pretty like aggressively arrest people on the street like on the on the street floor so like i'm pretty sure like that's Austin and 6th street it's always been I don't exactly know, austin's to, like 6th street during the day it's like it's like uh oh, it's the depressing. warriors or something it, it's it like looks a, like a post like it's like a diet like back in 96 97 they had like three or four of my friends um, handcuffed and then they mace them. It's like yeah. a, it's yeah. called. I think after I think it's year, like diet skid row like right now. Like during during the day, it's like diet skid row. Like 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 so just like, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> um, next topic. Next topic. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Fleurville ISD police officer at the high school. No, the middle school. The middle school. The middle hmm. school. 
uh, got in trouble for Snapchatting inappropriately with students. What? 13-year-olds. Damn, he adding people on Snapchat on, yeah. while they walk okay, in the this door? This motherfucker, first of all, his name is S- Steve Solis Esteban, but everyone calls him Steve. Is that a Snapchat handle or what? Stevie. He's yeah, 49. Stevie he's 49 years old, and he's oh. Snapchatting 13-year-old. It doesn't it doesn't specify the gender, boys mm. or girls. Um, asking Weird. them to be friends with benefits. What? Yeah. What the and fuck? one Fucking one victim crazy. said that um, her parents took her phone away, and so Solis brought her a phone. Whoa. And had downloaded apps on the phone and added himself as a friend. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude. What? This was in Pflugerville? Yeah, at the Pflugerville School. That's so wild. Yeah. What the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> I don't think Snapchat but he'd been, is good he'd for been anybody, there for like 12 really. years. That was the one. What? More shit's That's gonna a little. Come out. So, yeah. like, so oh, now are they, are they basically yeah. saying like, yeah, we found out that he's started doing this shit on Snapchat, but we're gonna investigate and see what else he's possibly done because obviously, if he just did some shit on he's Snapchat, he's lurking. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, he. Yeah. How is this guy not like caught by uh, what's his name? Um, the guy to catch a predator. Walker, yeah. Texas Ranger. Not Walker. Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. <laughs> Fuck him up, Walker. <laughs> next topic. Oh, sorry. Next topic. Man, these topics are rough. <laughs> we have like a. So it's a fairly serious yeah. show for like a comedy yeah. show. So uh, yeah. We like, we like to so make it. So I'll, I'll do a little lighter one. So UT professor John Goodenough is the world's oldest Nobel Peace. Nobel Peace. 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 Nobel Prize. <laughs> Recipient died at 100. He would. Uh, he was a teacher at UT for chemistry for his battery work. Oh, he's the guy with batteries. I don't. Yeah. Uh, and he he was uh, a faculty member for 37 years. But oldest uh, Nobel Peace invented the rechargeable battery that we yeah. have in our phones. Yeah. But what yeah. else did he invent, dude? Did you guys know that like UT has been doing some? What pretty, I don't know. Tell they, us. Well, they've been was, doing some. He was a known inventor. But you they, you went to UT, correct? Like, yeah, we both like. Yeah, yeah. UT is she a, was a, is a lot of friends. No, she was a librarian there, and I worked at the library. So nice. All of this stuff oh, from nice. like seventy eight. Is that how y'all met? Huh? No. Link Jackson. She knew me. She knew me in elementary school because I was still burning the fire. All right. Serious, but she was two years older. So we didn't meet till I was a freshman in high school. Uh, no sex, nothing, just best friends, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. She went off to college, realized age doesn't have anything to do with anything, mm-hmm. wrote me a letter, and we've been together ever since then. So wow. How many years now? 70, started living together in 74, got married in 78. I don't Gosh, know. Darn. So. Wow. That's amazing. Dang. Congratulations. <laughs> That's amazing. We love love. <laughs> oh. We're still trying to find it. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm so even, dude. <laughs> if you know any librarians, I, I love to read. <laughs> over. <laughs> over, dude. Topic. I had crushes on many librarians as a kid. I would do, like, hang out after school with librarians. What are you, about to add the security cop Snapchat next? No, I'm just saying if there's, like, a, you know, any librarians out there. You just want to be groomed by a librarian? Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got a card. Like, it's... <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what you got going on there. I have a couple more, but I'm gonna just chop it down right now. Um, nine prisoners in the state of Texas have died in the last two months from heat-related. Um, I believe since mid-June, five of them. Uh, Texas Te- prisons still aren't air-conditioned, and 
it's just deplorable. I mean, it's right. It's deplorable here in the free world. So I can't imagine it in prison, sitting yeah. there, angry as hell all day, all night. Texas weather, just oh, dealing with those. Well, and they, they've sentences. never cared, like, because like Greg, like you've been talking about this topic for a they've long been, yeah. time. That there's never like they never try to like fix. They it. got in trouble like five years ago and were told they had to put air conditions in the units. Mm. But they never really did because they were like, well, okay, we're on the case. Like some of these buildings are old, you know, and whatever, whatever. And like maybe they put a couple units in, but a lot of units still don't have AC. I mean, even just... if they don't give a fuck about the prisoners, like the staff, like how are you going to keep staff working in there with no I, AC? I feel like those staff members got little fans in their offices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, I was down I, when I was down in the proper. It was pretty fucking hot during the summertime, and that's all I had. <laughs> I just had a little desk fan, and it was like a hundred and fifteen down there, dude. It well, was it's a hundred and fifteen out there right now, and I don't know. So they get that. Breeze. We hate Texas because they hate us, and we wish that they loved us like we love it. And that's all I want to say. All right, I'll shoot through these topics real quick, and then we'll go right into the interview. So, uh, what topics are you gonna shoot real quick, well, you fucking shoot. slow bastard? Hey, easy. <laughs> so you know, Austin used to be the live music capital of the world. And now there's rumors saying it's not the live music capital. It's going to be the live comedy capital of the world. False. That's, that's like, that's like, there's, that's so that may live be like bad comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard a good joke in three that's years here. Like comedians saying that. Uh, so, the best, I'm a good wait, comedian wait, wait. from Austin. You know, the I'll best wait. thing about the live music capital is at one point they decided that there was going to be a noise ordinance because everybody was moving to 6th Street, yeah. but it was too loud. Kind of yeah, thing. like, so gonna, yeah, because so the city Mohawk, was going to have a noise ordinance. Which We've I thought was freaking great. I thought this was hilarious when you're shooting yourself Classic. in the We've always stolen like, that title from Nashville anyway. But what happened was then I read that during South By they were going to lift it. You know, which is yeah. like this. They, they don't support yeah, Austin grace, musicians yeah. at all. And, and, oh, and so when they had the meeting for this whole thing, mm. somebody went in with a noise meter and the meeting was too loud. And I just wow. thought, that's the <laughs> best nice. thing I've ever heard. Y'all are too loud. Didn't they recently... I'm sorry. I think I read that they're going to make them pay, like, because for a long time they've been making, like, a lot of the smaller bands play for free at South By, you know? Yeah, they did a fair pay thing. It's yeah. always been like yeah. that. No, but actually, though, it wasn't. You didn't pay for, you didn't play for free. You paid to, to get your tape heard, mm -hmm. and then they p decided if you could play or not, yeah. and then that's how that, that all worked. That's how come all the free parties started up, so, which then they stopped that. So they stopped that, too, Or yeah. tried to stop well, that. Well, really still kind of... But they're trying, I guess um, the fair pay thing kind of happened. It did. So now they got to pay the bands. Oh, that's pretty crazy. I'm not 100% sure how much or what. I don't know all the details, but yeah. it's, it's a start. Much, yeah. It's a start. I yeah, mean, we'll take it. I think, they were, I think it was like 250 or something. Okay. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like that's fair. Right. If you're like a small band, like, I don't oh, know, yeah, 250 well, to I mean, play. If you're traveling. Like a billion doller company. Okay, but like, it's, it's of like, dollars. You know, uh, billion, I have a buddy who's a rapper in the UK. His name is Lord, uh, Lord Apex. That guy traveled from the UK to play South by, mm. I think, like 2015, 2014. And he paid like a good amount of money for that. But for him, it was, it was like an investment. Like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. That guy, he he's going on tours with like Freddie Gibbs right now in the UK. Okay. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, so it I, paid off. Yeah, it yeah, paid. Well, we it pays off. I mean, it pays to like hustle. What if it doesn't? Though? Most of the time when we were playing, we never made that much kind of. I mean, a lot of <laughs> Two, times yeah. you didn't make any money. Exactly yeah. for like, the beer or whatever. So. Yeah. Two fifty, I think is. That's I like think the only unfortunate like, thing is like, I mean, 
so many for the 80s of you know because the show cost more than five dollars people were mad about that yeah you know right? yeah well yeah. like your five dollar band like, i'm serious like people yeah. used to get like angry like oh yeah. five bucks i want well, and I'm sorry, like I'd rather go drink in the parking lot and listen there instead, you know? It's like, well, yeah. but the other thing was all the bands at that time, or at least the indie yeah. bands, which indies, I, I hate label. Labels drive me freaking nuts because there's so much, like, you know, baggage attached to all that stuff and so many rules and uniforms and all that kind of stuff. But the bands back then that were indie or, like, you know, the, the whatever kind of, they, um, they were just everybody was playing because it was a big party you were having a mm. great time and you would split the basically if there was an out-of-town band that came you basically paid them most of the money so that they would have money for gas yeah. and stuff yeah. and just and it was fine you know yeah. there wasn't this i don't know exactly when i don't know maybe mid 90s maybe i'm not even sure when like it started being this thing where bands expected to be making this amount of money yeah. kind of thing. And that's kind of what killed a lot of the club stuff too was because when the company started coming in and instead of having it to where it's a percentage, so you you know, you know, make as much money as you bring in kind of thing, you started having these companies coming in and saying like, okay, well, uh, if you don't book this band on Monday night and give them $1,000 or $500 that nobody really even knows that much about, we're not going to let you book this other band that's really famous that we have oh, wow. for the weekend so you can make money. But that's what, I mean, this but. is what the whole thing became about. Like, you had to get lawyers, and it's like the manager, the lawyer, the booking, it's all the same, like, percentage coming out of the band's money, you know, and they set up the gigs or whatever, and they get a cut of license. I don't know. It's just like, it's, just, it's a big... It's, yeah, but that's why that's, that's why what it's always been though. It's been yeah, a crazy, that's also evil, why, spirited thing. That's why everybody started what they started back in the late seventies, eighties, and stuff. Yeah. And it, and they're trying to do it now. I'm sure. You know, I haven't been keeping up with it that much, but I'm sure there's places that kids are renting out or like putting on show. Like there's a the lot of good, there's really like there's that. really a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, right. we, so people, we have some friends there. Yeah, they're in a band called Fuck Money, and they've been yeah. playing a lot of bridge shows. So now shows. it's just a matter of you're at like, why are you doing this? Are yeah. you doing this to get some sort of validation and money and a name real for yourself? Mark. Or are you doing this because it's coming out of here and it's just something you need to be doing? So which is what we were all doing yeah. back in the day. So yeah. and I'm kind of still doing so. Mm. You know. Like one gas, they play that uh, convenience store on the West Campus now. The what Real is Mart. It? Yeah, really oh, friendly Real Mart. Real Mart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they've they been doing that for a while. Right yeah. Middle, right by the candy well, that's cool. That's good, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's go. I mean, that's the thing: is do it places, and if you get arrested, great. So probably you'll probably get even. Well, the deal is, you'll probably even get more. You know, you'll be more famous now because you got stopped and arrested. You know, kind of thing. So it's like you know. Well, you have like like you can go viral or something. You know, there's more like phones on you. Well, there's also a really great story, Tom. That. I was in this band. I'm not going to say was because who knows when they play again. I have no idea. But Monkey Wrench, which is Mark and those guys from Mud Honey, and Tom mm. from U Men and Gas Huffer and all that, and and um, you know, they, um, anyway, uh, Martin from Australia is in it too. But uh, anyway, Tom was telling a story about the van, uh, whatever that thing's called, the big huge festival that they have, the where all those bands play. No, not Bumbershoot. This was like the, the van thing that travels all around. I can't think of the name of it right now. But anyway, it's one of the really big 
you know, festivals that happens and stuff. And so here come the dwarves. Mm. And the dwarves were pretty notorious anyway for not playing very long to begin yeah. with. And the place is packed. Um, come out, guitar player plugs his guitar in, <laughs> kicks the amp, <laughs> throws the guitar down, walks off the stage. Everybody else in the band walks off the stage. Tom said all the kids just went, <laughs> and then literally for the next couple of festivals that's all everybody was talking about did you see that band didn't play did you see that band yeah i was at that like, show here in austin when he who cannot be named fake his own death and came back and everyone went crazy and rioted and <laughs> yeah yeah uh the dwarves oh, yeah. uh, he who cannot be named is like their guitarist and yeah, yeah. Like, I, I forgot his real name i actually met him he's one of like guys like yeah. a school teacher he, i think he quit the band now he's not even I have no idea. Yeah, I just knew some of them, but I don't know. Well, I mean, the Dwarves obviously been something. around for like so many years. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who's originally even still with it. But yeah, yeah, the first time they ever came here, they played at the back room, and it was kind of when oh, they were God. playing more of the like 60s kind of sounding was garage stuff. Was that when the back stuff. room was on 6th? No, it was on No, the back room was always uh, been Riverside. on Riverside. Riverside. Yeah, okay. The bathroom. Uh, and, uh, and anyway, the they uh, yeah, I went with some friends that were a lot younger, and uh, and we went to go see this thing. And, like, and I just remember that the singer came out in a dress, and they were kind of, I don't know, it was, just, it was kind of more 60s. So it was good. It was really mm -hmm. great and stuff. But I just remember my friend saying to me, like, well, this isn't punk kind of thing. And I just started laughing. I was going, this is exactly what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dwarves, I don't know, it's fun. Um, they uh, Minnesota, I think, right? They're from up there. I don't remember where Somewhere they were from. Somewhere far up there. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they literally did start out as like total '60s garage cover band kind yeah, of sounded. Not like covers, sounded, but sounded yeah. like that yeah. style of stuff. So, but yeah, um, I don't know. The festival thing is an interesting one because you can't stop it at this point. There's like a hundred of them. Like oh, maybe yeah. there was a couple like a, back in the day, but now there's. Hell, even Austin's got like six festivals going on a year. I feel like is this this is sort of the nature of the music business, you know, more money for Live Nation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Austin three C three and all that. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, were y'all like touring a lot? Like when you first started playing music and stuff? Yeah, or was it more like I mean, local play, be, I mean, you mainly transition. Play. It's already transitioned. You skipped the transition. No, yeah, no, it's happened you guys, without you guys, a transition. No, We're just transition. Have to start. It didn't have. It's already nat yeah. the natural. All right, all right. You guys, so we're we, it's already too late. No, the moment's you, passed. You've you've not all been. Right, the moment is passing. Ruben, so we're going right into the interview now. Okay, no shit. When it first started going, it was mainly town, your town. You would play there and stuff, and then you would see fanzines or some band might come from Dallas or Houston and. Then they would ask you to come play at their place, yeah. and you'd stay at their house, and all that kind of stuff. And then you started getting more, in, you know, bands from like L.A. or from some. So yeah. it just it kind of so just like grew like that, stuff, yeah. yeah. And then it was like that for a really long time. Like you know, we were talking about that earlier. Like people have this feeling that this stuff was really huge, just like skating back then mm. and stuff. But it wasn't that big. I mean, there was it was a small, small community, kind of community, and mm. people didn't really understand this stuff at all or didn't know what the hell was going on or well, had Austin, no idea of any of what well what even this like the was, skate so. culture was probably a, a small yeah no it totally well, was yeah. because it there there was when i graduated high school in 74 that's when urethane wheels came out mm -hmm. and i was surfing all the time at home so i knew i was coming up here to go to school and so i got a board 
And that Christmas was when everybody got skateboards. And skateboards were like this huge thing from 74 to maybe 76, somewhere around mm -hmm. in there. And then went down. And like you didn't, except for a bunch of us that all just really loved skating and still yeah. skated. But, I mean, it was so, you know, like I say, people had no idea what was going on. So I broke this arm. There's plates in this arm going back because I crushed this arm in a pool in Bastrop, a 14-foot pool. <laughs> And I, my wheel stuck in the gutter, and I swear to this day I ran to the bottom and slipped and fell, but everybody was like, <laughs> like you look like you were surfing. You just like dove from the top kind of thing. <laughs> but every single doctor in the hospital was just like, so, so you were skating on the sidewalk and you fell into the pool? And I was <laughs> like, no, 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 you couldn't. And then I, I had. I could draw you a picture, sir. I would, yeah. but my arm's broken. It's like, but then I, and also, I had like I had Gary Winogrand, which was a big deal as a photographer teacher in, at UT and stuff. And I would take pictures of us skating in there in the pools and stuff. We're not doing trick photography in here. It's just like this isn't oh, a wow. trick. Like he thought mm. I was like superimposed. I don't mm. know what he thought, yeah. but it was just like this isn't. But that's that's us. just like a small. Of all of this stuff, does that mm. make sense? Like that—that's literally how every, nobody knew what was going on or what this was or what. My dad came and saw us play at the Ritz one time, and when it was over, I asked him. I said, "What'd you think?" He was like, "Well, it was really loud." And how come you didn't stop that fight? I was mm -hmm. like, "What?" And he's going, "Well, every time y'all start playing, everybody start fighting." Oh, kind of I was just yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 that's not what. <laughs> you know, kind of, yeah. yeah. How was the Ritz back then? Was it pretty grimy? Like at that point, was it like a there wasn't? I mean, this there were no seats except for the back. I think the back had three or four rows, maybe, and I think the balcony had seats. I can't remember if it had. And then it was, I mean, it was pretty bombed out, kind of trashed out. And there wasn't any air conditioner. There wasn't any heater. There wasn't anything like that. And it's, but, you know, it's just like a place everybody called home. That was all the weirdos getting together and playing. So, That's amazing, know. yeah. There used to be a punk venue. It was on East Chavez called um, The Broken Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That place is great. Yeah. No, yeah. I know exactly And that's that kind of like, so, yeah. when you tell those no. stories, that's what it reminds me of. It's like BYOB. And people, like, I think at one point they shut it down because somebody actually broke their neck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah I, they had, skate, they had yeah, skate ramp yeah. in there and all that and stuff. And they were, like, they have, like, people were like living a, up in these yeah, little, yeah. like, cubbies up there. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. And that's probably still going on we just don't really know about it mm. yet you know kind People of type thing so yeah it's yeah. like i mean you hope that that's still going on Dude, but i know houses is, so yeah forever yeah. yeah yeah um so we saw you play at the preacher gallery with jason lee's art show oh yeah yeah so i can't even remember what was it me and jerry I was like, i playing I guitar so. and yeah. he was playing yeah, yeah, banjo yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's I up around the sun Probably seven or eight years ago now. I can't remember. I can't but remember. Like, Beth so always says six years ago is what Because all those like, skaters were there, too, like uh, Justin Dolly yeah. and stuff. Justin Dolly was there, yeah. Uh, and like all these other – and then Jason Lee. Like, I remember somebody brought one of his like shoes, too, because yeah. he had his own signature shoe. But, yeah, like that's where I first got like uh, known for your like, stuff, and you are playing it. But I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like skate, art, music, culture – and that's like where I was like, oh my god, this is like, this is awesome, you know. This well, is I like mean, awesome. but that's yeah. you know, I mean, I've been doing music and art before elementary school, so, probably. So, so you moved to Austin at, for at UT, with, like in, at right after high school, seventy four. Yeah. When did you start Big Boys? Was that after? That was school after. Or yeah, like? I graduated in seventy eight, and we started probably either at the end of seventy eight or the first of seventy nine. when we kind of started. 
And I mean, in reality, I pretty much owe all of this stuff to skating because that's mm. how I met all those guys. That's how I've kind of that's, is how, that that's how, how I like knew Jason turn, Lee yeah, was because yeah. I did their boards for Stereo. Oh yeah, yeah. For their anniversary, I did the boards for them and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean we we just wanted to see if we could play one time at Raul's and that was it. We weren't planning on being a band, you know, kind of mm. type. It was just this, let's see if we can do this once. Because y'all were doing covers Chris, at the beginning, right? Some. And we wrote stuff too. The, the, uh, Chris, Chris played guitar. He, I, he was either still in high school or he had just gotten out. And he played guitar like Junkyard ended up playing. You know, mm. the ACDC and Ted Nugent stuff. Mm. And I played like Nick Drake, John Martin, all this acoustic finger picking stuff. Like when mm. I broke my arm, uh, was I was supposed to be playing at Kerrville that summer, and then okay. I broke this arm, couldn't play and stuff. And uh, so we flipped a coin to see who was going to play guitar or who was going to play bass because we both played guitar. Oh, and wow. I got guitar and he got bass, and that's how it kind of got going. And then it just, I mean, it got to a point in the probably in the 90s where i finally they would always just roll their eyes because i'd keep saying okay this is this is the last band i promise this is yeah. that kind of thing and it just kept mm. happening because there was been a whole bunch of bands well, i mean like and, at the time was it mainly just like a lot of country bands playing like was it hard to like find like was there a lot of other like punk bands at the time like playing or like there was like a handful a lot of, of bands sound, it was like, mostly like rtf students and and uh art students that started up bands mm -hmm. here and some people from san antonio like the next and stuff had moved up here um but yeah there was i mean once again there was probably maybe i don't know seven or eight bands at the most and there wasn't yeah. any place anybody could play i mean yeah. nobody knew what this was i yeah. mean they didn't have a clue what you know, and and even into the '80s, like you would get yelled at from idiot frats or whatever. You know, hey, Devo! Hey, Devo! You know, just because yeah. they didn't have a clue, like about Black Flag or Minor Threat or anything. You brought up like Sex Pistols. So Sex Pistols came to Austin. What year was that? They came to San Antonio. Oh, yeah. San Antonio. Here. Okay. And I was working at a record store, and uh, and I was so much into like soul music and like jazz and acoustic stuff and all that that. Sex Pistols just sound like rock and roll to me. I mm. didn't really, but I liked The Clash. I thought The Clash were yeah. cool. And then they came here and played for $5 at the Armadillo. Oh, wow. Like all those yeah, bands yeah. came and played for 5 bucks at the. We saw Bruce Springsteen for $5 at wow. the Armadillo. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. I love those old flyers because I went now to like a, a later art exhibit and they had like the old Armadillo like style like flyers, yeah, yeah. you know, band flyers. And now like the, they keep bringing, even, uh, so this Austin Public. They, they're celebrating 50 years, yeah. and they have the armadillo on that. So it's oh, like yeah, they're yeah. bringing back Well, there was a them. period where they were trying to have UT, a bunch of people were trying to get the armadillo to take over Bevo. Oh, Bevo I love it, yeah. And I used to have a sticker on the car that was like, that was the mascot was the armadillo and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I even, I even got like an armadillo tattoo yeah, just because oh, cool. I, I, lo I yeah, love yeah. that, like that old yeah. armadillo of all time greatest. I never, <laughs> I never got to like see it, but I like envision it, you know. So, I was just wondering, are you playing currently at all? Yep. Um, uh, not not a lot. We don't play a whole lot because we're really quiet. So it's like we can't really play <laughs> in clubs that much because if, if people are talking, it's real hard for us to hear each other, to yeah. like play off of each other and That's stuff. True. So, But we're playing, and we're, we're actually going to be playing – we're playing on Saturday for some friends, and it's for the Austin Audubon Society stuff that's going on. They're trying to raise money, so we're supposed to be playing at that. But uh, but we're also Travis Audubon, Travis Audubon. Travis Audubon. 
and then we're playing uh, at the State Theater on September 2nd. Oh, wow. We're playing there because they've been trying to get me to play there and show art and stuff. So I'm going to do it with Will Johnson. I'm going to get him okay, to come yeah. and like put up art we'll and stuff. We'll have to come out to that one for sure. May yeah. even have some other people like come and, you know, just turn it into something else instead of just shows. So. Will Johnson actually did an art show. At, I work at a coffee shop called Sedote yeah. on the east side. And he did an art show um, there, I guess around 2012, 2013, the baseball one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, he's just like yeah. baseball fields yeah. and baseball players. And baseball stuff players, and yeah. yeah. It's it kind really of the good. same vein of what I do, except it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's similar. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. different looks. So, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was like a baseball-centric yeah. show. It was really good. But, yeah, we're playing, and, and a lot of people that, you know, knew me, you know, I was saying to you earlier that, mm-hmm. like, of all these bands, Lord High Fixers is the one that really was a pretty much changed me a whole lot and changed a lot of the people that were in it and the people that were close to it and all that. It was kind of a really big deal for us. And Mike's here, you know, he's still here and stuff. And but uh, the um, a lot of people that know me from the '90s and all the crazy feedback and guitars flying and all this mm. kind of stuff are so are really shocked when they see this. But to me, I've kind of come full circle because I'm playing like this super melancholy kind of sound and stuff that I used to play when Chris and I flipped the coin. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. So it's it's not, and I've always listened to that stuff through but music's all of music, you know. It's yeah. Like, I mean, it's either good or bad, and, it's, and to you, you know what I'm saying, yeah. because to, to another person, what you think's bad is they think it's great. So yeah. it's, it's just like art. It's so subjective that you can't, you know. I, mean, I love a lot of hardcore bands, but also love a lot of. I mean, this is, you can't just be pigeonholed into one thing. Yeah, yeah. So like that's, well, that's why that's I don't like mistake, labels. You know? That's why yeah. I hate labels. So. I mean, that's yeah. why I've always. When I came up in Austin in the '90s, that's like the thing I liked about it. It was some people wore uniforms, you know, like yeah. whatever. But that was just like you didn't have to, you know. I can go see a hardcore punk band or a hip hop show or whatever. It's dressed. Nor- I don't have to worry about stuff. Yeah. yeah. To you, yeah. You know? No, that's. I mean, oh. that's. I mean, in Texas kind of always like for better or for worse if you kind of stood out here you stuck out like a sore thumb everywhere else just because the attitude here was a lot different and it was that it's like you could you could have a little bit of mod a little bit of hip-hop a little bit you could have all this stuff on and nobody was you know there wasn't like a uniform uniform that you had to be wearing or anything like this is us this is who we are i always hated that kind of mentality it's like look i yeah, I yeah. do what I do. The yeah. fuck you were from Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole thing, yeah. Zorlak, that's who did it. So. Oh, Zor- I mean, you yeah, know, Craig. You know, how, you know how Jeff got the Zorlak name? was because uh, he had, there was a, a guy that was friends with everybody. It was kind of an older guy that would skate. Mm-hmm. And basically, he would just do these kind of silly, like he'd do a layback on his elbow or just these crazy, <laughs> just, you know, it wasn't that great, but it was just funny and kind of stuff. And uh, he always said he was from the planet Zorlak. So Jeff, when Zorlak started up, Jeff named it Zorlak. But then years and years and years later, here comes the FedEx guy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say Mark because I can't remember what the guy's name was that said he was from Planet Zorlak. So I'll say Mark. But uh, UPS guy comes, puts all the boxes down. It's laughing, going, I used to know somebody that said they were from the Planet Zorlak. And, Jeff's, and Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff started laughing. He goes, Mark? And the guy goes, no. <laughs> Another guy. There's more of them <laughs> out there. What were some of the skate spots that you had to get to skate in Austin? Lugerville was freaking Lugerville great. Lugerville or like, like, San, there was a ditch. like San Marcos is like always like San Marcos had a pretty cool ditch, that, but Pflugerville was where, like we used to all go to Georgetown because nobody knew how to do the pump. 
Mm. And, uh, and Georgetown had a ditch that would kind of went down this hill and then dropped into all the cement and stuff, and you could get going pretty freaking fast. And, uh, and we actually stopped at Pflugerville, which was right off of the highway. And every time I drive by there and see that tree and the ditch is gone, I'm just like doing this or going yeah. to go by. But uh, <laughs> it was really great. It had lips on either. It was just a really great ditch. And, uh, but the first time we stopped there, nobody knew how to pump, so we didn't seem that you know. But once you learned the pump, mm. then it, that was that was the spot. Yeah, and there was a, a bigger version of it that was really big called Selma that was in Selma, and uh, and the cops kind of let everybody skate there for a while, but Selma's like or was I don't know if it still is, but speed trap. And they had a garbage bag out, I mean, a garbage can out for you and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But then they started realizing the cars were slowing down to watch these kids skate this thing. So then they filled it full of tar. Or they what, what, basically what they said was a tar truck had a wreck and fell into the ditch and covered the. <laughs> oh, but it was real obvious, yeah. like you, you yeah, know, like stop. That's the old Texas right there. <laughs> yeah. So I read in '96 uh, you got uh, inducted into the. Texas Music Hall of Fame? I guess. I don't remember what the year it was. <laughs> yeah. like, at, well, I mean, like, I'm actually in there twice. I'm yeah, in like, there because of the, it, like, well, the I'm article there said you were the, confused it, or something. Like, Well, because I was in I was in there first as, as me, just because uh, I was recording a whole bunch of bands during the uh, 90s and all that kind of stuff. And then later, Big Boys got in, and so I'm yeah. in there because of that. So, I, you know, I mean, I'm honored, but it's just like, Congratulations. Well, yeah, it's like, I you know what, you know, I mean, because I don't know, it's hard to explain that kind of stuff. It's just, I mean, it's funny because I don't care, and not saying I'm that big by any yeah. means, but I don't care how big you get, you're still going to be sitting somewhere at a table, and here we all are talking, and mm-hmm. the table next to you is going to be going, who? What do yeah. you do? Like, there's no <laughs> point of like, yeah, you know, it's just, and once again, I, I, I kind of, as corny as it sounds, my whole thing is I hope I haven't seen the best thing yet. You know, mm-hmm. I just can't even imagine living like, oh man, I'm, I'm in the, that's, I, that's it, Hall yeah. of Fame. That's, I don't I'm know. Done. Yeah. It's like, a, I don't even, it's just, it's depressing to me to be like that. You know, it's just, I don't know. But once again, honored. I mean, it's great. And it's, you know, people voted me in. So, congratulations. I mean, it's quite <laughs> impressive. Like, I was like, Cause it's like it's hard Twice. to it's hard to Twice. pin you down, you know, because you're you're you know your your art and then the music and then the, even like the skateboard scene. So it's like you're pretty well versed in just like being creative. And like uh, I was like looking like you have like your your art just everywhere, you know. Just in this road alone, we those murals that saddle up and everything, and you keep going with it. And then uh, you have a show this this right. Friday. Friday, and, uh, Friday, there's a group show, right? As Friday still... Conrad from Trail of the Dead is because he does really great art. Mm. Uh, he just got a bunch of friends and they're doing a pop up on Friday, and I can't remember the name of the place. It's some place that rents out music, uh, like PAs and things like that. It's mm. pretty far south Austin, and uh, but I can't remember the exact name. I'll, I don't the know. The music lab place? No, I don't know if it's a I, music so I didn't our show. It was like a name that I didn't really like, uh, remember. But I, I know it's like it's in that like uh, Spokeman Coffee area. It's like the maybe I have no idea because I've never been to this place. So I don't yeah. know. But the, yeah, it's just like a one night pop up, and then I have another friend from Wells that uh, is doing a show here, uh, like in two weeks, and I think we're I'm gonna put some stuff in that. And uh, but yeah, I mean, where's I that show at? Uh, 
I can't remember what I just saw the name of it today, but I can't remember what the hell it was called. Okay. It's it's off of Balm Road. I know that. Okay. It's like okay. one of the Balm Road kind of little studio galleries yeah, there and yeah. Canopy yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Well it's not canopy, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like it's you know, one of those places. One of those places, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I know it's like yeah, it's like yeah, so I know it's like Steel Austin. Yeah, music by Jonas Wilson, Analog Sound System Experience, DJ Dan. Is that telling you where it is? DJ Dan. Yeah, it's at, I believe it's at yeah, Still Austin. Still Austin. Still Austin? Yeah. Oh. No, I think yeah, that's the name. I was like, you didn't, name, yeah, huh? you didn't say that like too the, far. Oh, Shelby Lane. Yeah, it's on Shelby Lane. I think Stills is like a liquor support. Oh, so it's 820 Shelby Lane. Uh, whatever. Oh, Stills is one of the sponsors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Cool. So you went to UT for, for art and photography, right? Like that was your degree? Well, mainly all, I mean, when I came to school, I, I, my mom was an elementary school um, elementary school librarian. My dad was an elementary school principal. Um, both my brothers, who were 8 and 10 years older, ended up being mm. coaches. So I kind of mm. grew up in that. And I grew up at a time where when you got out of high school, you went to college. I mean, mm. that's what you kind of – and I didn't really know – what I wanted to do and I they didn't teach guitar at uh, UT at that point in time and I didn't really want to do drama and I drew all the time so I was like oh I'll do art you know kind of thing but I didn't Were have kind any of like sort a, was of, it like an odd duck thing to be like kind of an artist at that time or was it like especially in like Jackson was it like, like well was I mean that, that my parents who you know this was just a, I mean Beth and I is totally different orbit than what mm. even my brothers are in or any of that stuff but uh yeah, I mean, it was if you did art, you taught. You know, that's yeah. what you were going to okay. do. You were going to teach art and stuff. You know, I mean, the odd duck thing was like listening to acoustic music when Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin was going on. That was odd duck. Mm, uh, yeah. Surfing was an odd duck yeah. back then. I mean, just all of that stuff. Yeah, was yeah. Like, you like skate culture yeah. too. But uh, so I came up here and went to school and just you know started you know photography seemed cool do that mm. did ceramic stuff did painting you know just but nothing was there wasn't any agenda to it it was just it was it just kind of just happened yeah just like things, just same thing with the bands and because the music your art, your art style like, is very kind of like folky and it has a lot of history to it well and you like you point out like like figures in like you know well it's because when they're not as necessarily known as I mean, I was doing big paintings, not necessarily exactly like this, but like there's there's one that's on a. Uh, I just saw this skateboard when we were in a Santa Fe. Somebody brought it in there. I think it was Santa Fe, mm -hmm. and uh, had me sign it and stuff, which was pretty cool. But it was uh, Lindsay. It's this really great uh, guy that you wouldn't know about uh, Frank Kozik at all if it wasn't for Lindsay. Lindsay was one screening all this stuff, mm -hmm. and Lindsay now does conspiracy skates and swamp posters and all this kind of stuff. And he had this big painting that I'd done in college where it was Charlie Parker standing in an empty swimming pool and there's a kid like board sliding on the top of the pool. Mm. And it just said, uh, when are you going to stop this jazz? Because I had a friend that I would go skating with all the time and his wife was thinking, well, that's just kid stuff. You really need to stop. You know, they're yeah. trying to get the husband to not do this anymore. So that's what this painting was kind of about wow. and stuff. And uh, so I was doing... You know, I was definitely doing big stuff, and then when the band stuff started up, everything just kind of shifted. And it's, it's, you know, I tell people this one too all the time. You know, you, all of us sitting in here, everybody listening to this, if they're still listening, um, 
you're taking those steps. And then every once in a while, there's that really big step. Probably when y'all started, this was probably a big step kind of yeah. thing where everything just kind of shifts. And so that's what happened with the music. And so I kept doing art, but I was doing like posters now and album covers and stuff. I wasn't doing anything really big. Mm. And so probably early 2000s, I started getting asked to do art again because a lot of the a lot of the people that like were doing you know bmx and skaters and graffiti kids and all that stuff kind of took what we did with the music and decided like okay well all of us sitting in here right now we can't do this here we can't do it here. we're going to start it over here if you want to come come on you know kind of mm -hmm. type thing and all of a sudden you had all these indie galleries and all this stuff kind of starting up and so they asked me to, to start doing stuff and when they did I kind of thought about it and I was, was kind of realizing that like if you put something out there you don't have a freaking clue what's going to happen once it goes out I mean mm -hmm. even with like these shows like yeah. the, the the stuff y'all were talking about earlier you don't know yeah. what you're going to get yeah. back from mm -hmm. saying that kind of you know cause yeah. talking about what you're talking about and uh, so <laughs> we all influence somebody all yeah. of us all of us influence i mean constantly like you, somebody can see your hat today and go buy that hat and you just influence yeah. you didn't know and it kind of came from me realizing all the bands that i'd been in and people coming up to me which i was super honored and amazed and all that but i just could see this this everybody can you know kind of so i decided that's what i wanted to start doing i wanted to start painting people that would hopefully be some sort of a positive impact on somebody that comes in here and it might flip the switch that they realize that all of these people did this, whether you know them or you don't know them, you realize they did this because something had to be done at that point in time. They didn't do it for validation. They didn't do it for money. They didn't do it for fame or anything like that. It was just the something. That, and love. look what happened. Yeah. Like that's why you know. Is who that why you started is. doing like uh, like the like school murals and stuff? Is that like is that like the well, I started getting asked to. Well, I mean, I got. Wanted to like... Well, I mean, I, I. That's the art I was doing, and then people started asking me to do murals mm -hmm. and stuff, which has been really great because it is. It's like it's you don't know. Well, because like with your stuff, I be. love. It's like that I, you want to learn. There's a story, you know, because you you paint all these yeah, people yeah. and stuff with like old jazz singers and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, this is amazing, and then I like I want to know about these people yeah. on the wall, and so it's like, so then you. So there's this, this no, but that's great. But yeah. that's a, thank you. And so, I mean, and that's so exactly it, what you're hoping is so, going to happen. But it's different than like a lot of street art. I mean, I love street art in general because I do it myself. But it's just like it's cool to like you want to learn. It's you're just intrigued to learn more, and then it's like you want to like read about it, and it's like so it's like. Well, I mean, like the the one that's on Ninth and Red River. It's like a whole bunch of people that nobody really talks about in Austin, and they're all from Austin, and so one of them, Arizona drains. It's really great because she came to the uh, blind school when she was a baby in the late 1800s. Um, she learned how to play piano when she was five. Mm. Uh, she got really, really good. And when she, the spirit overtook her, she'd like play with her elbows like Jerry Lee Lewis and oh, all this wow. stuff. And she had a real distinct rhythm and all that kind of. She's the very first piano on a gospel record which is pretty amazing and it's austin you don't hear about this one at all. Like, yeah, I didn't even but know, yeah. the thing that i like the best because i always like like nah, wait a minute got to go back kind of thing is that uh sister rosetta tharp who's freaking amazing and if you watch that video on youtube where she's uh, let it rain you'll be smiling for two weeks after you watch that thing and everybody says she's the uh, mother of rock and roll because of that rhythm and the mm -hmm. way she was 
when she was a kid, she used to go see Arizona Drains and watch her. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, wow. wait a minute. Uh, so this is the progression. Let's go all. back, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, how do you how, how do you like learn this stuff? Is it just just through just listening to people talk, um, reading, like, listening to people talk, people uh, telling me stuff. Wife, yeah, like just, yeah. Like, Michael Corcoran <laughs> showed me stuff about some of the things. I mean, it's it's been a lot of stuff. I feel your inspiration like, comes from a lot of different places. Well, because there's stuff it's happening It's not just like skate culture yeah, or like yeah. music. I mean, there's like, because it is. It's all tied together. It's history of like the community and just. And somebody asked me like a couple of years into it, like how come I didn't paint my history? Like mm. how come I'm not painting Ian or, you know, people like that? And yeah. It, and it kind of took me aback. But then I realized what was going on was because at that point in time, everybody that was coming to the shows, they already knew that history. Yeah. Like, I want them to know about who who influenced uh, Ian. No. Or, yeah. who, you know, I mean, Mike Watts, a huge John Coltrane fan, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, big time. Huh? I'm a big fan of Mike Watts. I saw him, I've seen him a few times, and he just, like, great, you know, fire hose. I mean, obviously, Miniman. No, he's great. Things, he's yeah. like he's a, he's definitely one of the good ones. So he's. Oh, for uh, sure. Did you have you heard the uh, split single we did? Have you heard that yet? No. The uh, I think it came out. Oh yeah, it was um, either this year or the last of last year. I was year reading or about it, but I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, he he was doing. We got soul. Yeah, did this. And like, he wanted uh, me to do something, and I was just like, well. I mean, first of all, we don't sing in Up Around the Sun. There's no nobody singing. Mm -hmm. And second of all, Jerry really kind of has to have some sort of melody that he's kind of doing on the banjo. So the only things I could think of was like Joe McCarthy's Ghost, which Jack of Fire, a band I was into, did. And we did a really great version of that, that song, and Watt loved it and stuff like that. And then History Lesson. But History Lesson, like, you can't cover that song. That's the Minutemen. You can't, mm. that's their, I mean, and it's kind of, you know, for a lot of people, that line, you know, Mr. Narrator, this is Bob Dylan to me. I mean, it's, it's that whole period of time was a pretty big thing to a lot of the people growing up then and stuff, and uh, just like Bob Dylan was back in the folk stuff. So I kind of was like, you know, I don't, and then, I kind of had, I don't know if epiphany is the right word, but the light bulb went off and I realized, oh, wait a minute. And so I sent to all kinds of people. I mean, everybody from John Doe to just, you know, Beth Sonnet, like I did, it didn't matter, just friends. I just sent out and said, hey, can you read these lyrics to me mm -hmm. or sing them and I'm going to chop it up, you know, kind of thing. And I'm going to really think, too, about who I'm giving Mm. a line too right yeah. so like our friend julie she grew up she's like fourth generation californian um she did learn punk rock in hollywood so she mm. says that line you know it's like and, and terry from the pipe bomb is the one saying this is bob dylan i think she's the one that says this is bob dylan to me um because pipe bomb was just this total woody guthrie kind of sounding folk yeah. punk band that were so freaking great um so it's that and John Doe says I was John Doe you know kind of thing I mean it's just all this and it's, it's cool it, it came like out a history, whole lot yeah. well it, it came out like Mark Arm starts it he said this our band could be your life Beth is the one that first says uh, you know, punk rock changed your lives um, I'm saying me and Mike Watt we played for years Ray Barbie ends it because he is playing yeah. with Mike Watt and right so now. it's me and Mike Watt playing guitar you know kind of thing and so he's so it's 
Ray Barbie's uh, lots of people like lie about that. <clears throat> lots of people, you know, including me. John wrote me back going, you know, I was I was tearing up, and I was just going, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one because when you hear it, uh, it's just yeah. it's hard to explain it. You just have to hear it. And and what would happen would be I would send, I would write to people and say, hey, you want to do this? And and if you wrote to me back and said, oh yeah, man, this is a great kind of thing, mm. and then I never heard from you again sorry like i didn't write you again you know yeah, going, yeah. are you going to send yeah. this it was just whoever sent and we got enough stuff <clears throat> that all the lines got taken and then there was enough people that when it goes into the little kind of guitar interlude things uh you have different people saying punk rock changed our lives you know kind of mm. thing so it's it's pretty it's it, it turned out a whole lot better than i thought it was going to turn out so <laughs> it's just i mean i knew it was going to be kind of cool but this is kind of I mean, uh, you can even kind of tell by my voice. You, I get kind of choked up thinking yeah. about it. So it's, you need to hear it. It's pretty great. I don't know if it's on Bandcamp yet or I don't know what. I mean, they they put a single, Laundromat mm-hmm. Records put the single out. And I'm not sure if there's still something I mean, left or what. So I think it's great that's like the whole, I mean, it sounds stupid, but like how you just keep looking forward, you know? This is like. That's a great way to look at things. Well, that's how you should be doing it. It's just depressing, like I'm saying. It's like Well, you know, so many people we know are still kind of living in weird, like, just envelopes or, like, bubbles. Yeah, but it's sad. It's like it's depressing. You know, it's like it's, it's, you know, to each his own. But uh, once again, I'm not going to get on a soapbox to the person. But at the same time, it's just like... You know, I just can't imagine like living like you, your high school. T- I mean, there's you know, there's definitely people that high school was the best time of their lives. Oh yeah, yeah college. Sure. And it's just like, like that's sad. Like it's yeah. Like, oh, I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Living, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to thank. This you. is a wonderful comedy show, oh. isn't it? <laughs> oh no, I love it. It doesn't have to be all like you know. Well, comedy is like. <laughs> A little loose yeah, term here for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, some people think it's fun. <laughs> I just want to thank you for being on the show today. Well, thanks for asking. And um, I don't know. Obviously, you're the legend. You know, old school Austin. I mean, you are. It's just the reality of it all. It's great though. So, yeah. so me and Ruben and Mary and and all of us, we we've all like his name's Julian. Julian, yeah. <laughs> all, all of us. Producer. But uh, so me and Ruben like been friends for 10 plus years but we got we became friends through music and film and punk rock and so he was always the older guy talking about all these things so we'd go to art shows and mary and all of us would go to shows and we just came influenced with austin culture and then you kept we kept popping into like things that you were doing and we're like you're just you like you're just one of those people that have influenced us a lot and i appreciate you being like thank you you so much like especially art wise like i just did a street art show Last weekend, and it, uh, I did a skateboard, and I was thinking of all the, the boards that you did. And oh, yeah, yeah. That. And what I was, like, was yeah. it? The, what was that one called? Uh, so it was Down and Dirty. Yeah, because yeah, I had some friends that yeah. had stuff. So in that, I, yeah, I'm in an yeah. art crew with no uh, AC, that thing. called Dream Team Supreme, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with TV Head and Smack and a lot of yeah, other yeah, guys. Yeah. But I, I, I do like a lot of street art, and it's always inspired me because it was like your street art no is not thing. the norm street Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so I was always. Do you know that back during Bad Mother Goose, they uh, they Bad Mother Goose got really ridiculously huge, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they wanted us to do a service announcement for uh, Austin for the uh, you know people graduating from high school don't drink after graduation you know don't go uh, real yeah. drunk and drive and all this kind of stuff and they want us to do this thing, and uh, so 
we go down there and they knew that I'd done graffiti. So they were asking me if I would do uh, a graffiti thing that says congratulations or whatever kind of type of thing, right? So I did it, but dead center of it, I wrote this shit's on TV. And I wrote it in <laughs> such a way that if you knew how to read that stuff, it was clear as yeah. a bell what yeah. that thing said. Yeah. So every time it would come on, I'd just be on the floor rolling because you could just <laughs> yeah. see this shit's on TV. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> I always, I always like the mockery of it, you know, because like the great thing about street art is it's free art yeah. and it's for the public and it's like so I've always, I always had that like that punk mentality with like art where it's like, it's like I want people just to see it, and yeah. enjoy it and feel it and like hate it or love it. So yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Just the, because even if you hate it, maybe you'll go out and do something but you think. I've better. had, religious, yeah. you know, I've had religious groups go over and tag over my stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, you know. Cult, like I have cult, a cat's cult, and says cult. Yeah. So yeah. like you know, they're like Jesus loves you yeah, stickers yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Julian yeah. does street art as well. Yeah, I was like, I feel like you a, a lot of like your kind of murals and like street art that I've seen of yours is kind of similar to like like why I I do I do do street art and I've like been doing like art since I was you know in second grade, oh, but great, um, yeah, yeah. like comics and stuff. But so it's all very like my art is very narrative, yeah. and like I usually like to tell stories in my art. So that's like I I, I feel like a like a similar type of like I, I'll go and put like you know posters up, but like sometimes it's like almost like comic panels, yeah, yeah. and it kind of conveys some kind of like you know short story almost. Yeah, uh, he'll do like some kind of history. Type stuff, well, you should like, send you know, send yeah, me yeah, stuff so yeah, I can see. Sure. I mean, all you got you know that like when all this kind of first started, like the graffiti stuff. Yeah. Um, I had people sending me alphabets oh, from yeah. East Coast and West Coast and Mid. Sorry, Glenn Friedman, like oh, all these wow, different people okay. were sending me mm. alphabets. Yeah, because so I, so I they, thought this stuff was great, and then I could read it and stuff. Yeah, and then I realized that people were taking the set list from big boy shows kind of oh, near the end. Wow. So I thought, hmm. so I started writing it, and oh. it got to a point where the rest of the band was just like, God damn it, I can't. I don't know what song we're playing next. all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it like, you know, yeah. a script. We'll start. Somebody start. Hell yeah. That's too good. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're ending the show at this point. <laughs> We've had too much fun. Thank you for Thank being you on this show. Of course. Thanks for asking. So. Um, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out? Uh, I know you have a show this Friday. Is there like websites or anything you want to promote? I am Move TK on Instagram. So if you follow that, you can pretty much we'll put see a link where at all the this bottom stuff well. is yeah. and everything. And the only other thing is like, go do something. You stay Just busy. celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate your, your self-expression. I mean, mm. like literally we all have it. So... I, I sign everything your name here, and the reason I do that is because if you look at the bottom of this thing to see who did it, murals, any of this stuff, and you mm. see your name here, it's like, yep, come on, you yeah. can make music, make clothes. Do so. it's I mean, that's, a, that's the one thing about skaters that to me is kind of amazing, and I'm super humbled, honored, anything that I'm even a small part of that history is because of all these different groups skaters seem to be the ones that are still moving forward like they're just, they're building parks they're building style. clothes you know, they're making like, you know they're not and they want to know the history but they also want to know what you're doing now future. kind of yeah, thing it's, it's like, like they're, they're, they're not forward. just you know like a lot no of skateboarding is one of our favorite yeah skate no shops. it's a great yeah. skate shop i feel so. like it's because skateboarding is very like just get back on the board mentality like yeah. you know you know if you're gonna be a skateboarder then you like if you fall off and you have a bad fall then like 
you're still going to want a skateboard, so you're going to get it. You're yeah. going to have to get on the board. Yeah. Again, and so. just roll. I mean, like if you just roll down a hill, you'll start grinning. Yeah, and there it is. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's like you don't need to be flying in there, yeah. going down the handrails, which is amazing when people part. do it. But yeah, it's yeah. like. You don't have to be yeah. like, yeah, 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 super. You don't have to be Tony Hawk. These damn kids. Yeah. Just oh, crazy. Sorry, you know. <laughs> These damn kids are also. Tony Hawk's anti graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> Can we smoke any of that? <laughs>